Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello everyone out there in the big, big, wide, wide world. This is our wondrous world. This world so full of wonders. And I am Helena Steiner Holstein talking to you from, from America, from Florida. Hello everyone. And it's glad, I'm very glad to meet you again, and I'm so happy you came to be with me for a little while. Thank you for that. So, yeah, here we are again. <laughs> and we have uh, a few questions that I was thinking about. The few questions that always pop up, well, right now, the questions I get the most is, for how long is this virus going to last? And what do I know? Because this seems to be like so different from what we had expected it to be. If you remember a year ago, I mentioned the coronavirus, the COVID-19 virus. And I mentioned like, oh, this is once in the lifetime. It's, going to, it's here right now and it's going to disappear. In three weeks, it has passed by. And how wrong we all were. It hadn't even started yet. And it goes on and on and on. And at that time, I think I mentioned the Asian flu, uh, how this was also a pandemic and killed, in fact, millions of people and was in the 1950s, in the late 1950s. And why did we never bring that one up as a comparison? And I was... Talking, I was having dinner with a professor in the medical field the other day, and he asked him this, and he said, "Well, you know, the Asian flu was a was a flu virus. This is the coronavirus. That's very, very different. The flu virus we know. So, of course. So, I didn't think about those things. So I didn't know those things." But now I know better, so I'm not going to criticize too much that we make, don't make that comparison with the Asian flu that was about the same, and that was in the 1958 or 9 or something like this, quite uh, not that long ago. People are still alive. I was alive. I was going to school at that time, and I remember it. I didn't notice any fear anywhere. And I think this is the thing now. If you are taken over by the fear, please don't. Because fear is the virus that is worse than anything else. When I took exams and I was studying and I had to take those horrible exams because, you know, I I don't like this kind of testing of any kind. I got so nervous with a fear that I almost lost my teeth. I mean that. And I start to break up in hives also because I was so nervous. And this is me. I don't get nervous much. But, you know, sometimes when the fear gets hold of you and now it goes through your whole system and infects your whole system. So if you have been given some kind of medical condition, verdict by your doctors, and you now are full of fear, please, don't keep it. Clear it away. Throw it out of your system because the fear in combination with other viruses, that is what will kill you. 
place. Don't be fearful in whatever you have wrong with you because it will take over your body, your thoughts, your heart, your everything. So that is it. At the end of this hour, we are going to have a healing meditation. And I think this is what most people like. So, and I hear this, and even, you know, the best of people do my meditations at the end of the show. So they're very, very powerful. And what's the difference between so-called my meditation with, you know, with other meditations out there? My meditation, I say in in quote, my meditation is always channeled. It comes from a higher source of knowledge, and it goes through me to, through my heart, to your heart, your unconditional heart. And then it goes into your subconscious mind, and all sickness and problems that we have has been actually settled down in your subconscious mind. That is where your problems are, in your subconscious mind. And the regular way, psychologically, it might take years, if at all, you can cure that and get rid of problems in your subconscious mind. But with this method, when you do it, you know, with the unconditional love and light of the universe, and it goes through my heart or the universe's heart, to your heart, then it goes directly to your subconscious mind and fixes that. It's an amazing thing. And who is the the one who fixes that? That's the light. And who is the light? That's the God energy. Oh, I don't believe in God, someone said. Well, of course you do. You believe in a higher power. That's why you even listen to my program. You might not believe in that man up in the sky, nor do I. I believe in the higher power, and that higher power is energy, and it's so incredibly powerful, it shines. And what it does is it restores balance. We are supposed to be in balance. Nature is supposed to be in balance. The universe out there is supposed to be in balance. So, now, going back to questions. The very first question, and the most common question I get, but it's usually when I have a seminar or workshop or something like this, and I ask people, to ask me a question. And they do that on little pieces of paper. And most people say, how can I do what you do? How can, you know, I came here to learn to do what you do. People want to know how to use the light. People know how to be spiritual. People want to know to have a relationship with this higher power that we call the spirit. And I'm saying we have that relationship already. The only thing is you might not use it. 
you know that? You might have forgotten. And I say forgotten because you have lived before, but not in this body. But when you came into this body, in this dimension, now, you don't remember anything of who you are or what you can do. I used to write fairy tales when I was young. (laughs) And these were about little people in the forest. And how they had powers and they were all very happy and they're very, you know, good little beings. And how they suddenly, when they were having trouble, then they remembered that power, but only at that time. And this was actually a mirror of who we are. We all have that power. And if you are drowning or you have a sick family member in the hospital right now, Now you remember that there is another power out there called, well, whatever you want to call it. I call it the light. And who is the light again? The God power. And that is the one that you know is out there because you remember that when you really, really, really need it. So how can you do what I do? Well, first, you just have to go into the acceptance of that you are this being of the light. I go back to the Old Testament a lot, you know, that we have, uh, you are created in the image of God. Who is God again? It sits there. We are it. So once you start to recognize that you are power. And you know that power has to be good because light is only good. You cannot do darkness with, with, with the light. It just is a scientific impossibility. So um, now convince yourself that you are that being with this power within you. So when you now have a really high wish, accept that all you have to do is begin to wish for it. And now trust. Trust is the biggest thing of all. And I tell you what I do or what is maybe the difference from me and some of you is. When I have a person coming to me and wanting a reading, I know nothing about that person, not the day of birth or nothing. And I just kind of focus and tune in to the energy of that person. If that person is in front of me or on the other side of the planet, it does not matter because everything is here and now. It's that simple. Everything is here and now. So now, I kind of start to feel that person and I'm sending light to that person. And in that moment of the, when I send light to the person, I start to see that person. Maybe not exactly how he or she looks like, but I see the chakras and I see energy fields around the person. And now it's very easy to to read and adjust and brush off and so on. So it actually begins with trusting spirit. 
I just relax and trust and tune into this power that I know is so much bigger than I am. So this is how you can do it. Of course, when you have a session with me, you open up to these things so much more. And that people have had sessions with me, God, they have improved their lives. Why? Because they have taken away all those negative feelings of doubt and limitation. Another thing that comes up a lot is past lifetimes and extraterrestrials as well. And how shall I find love? So this about uh, who was I before in a previous lifetime? This is what people want to know in a, well, when I do workshops, of course, and also in private sessions. And usually that comes up, but sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't mean that you have not lived before because we have all, we are all energy. Energy doesn't die. Energy exists. I think that we are coming one step higher and higher and higher. I don't know if someone like Hitler will be turning into a rat in his next lifetime, but because he used the lower energies all the time. But the idea is that we are living here on life and we do improve ourselves all the time. And we are actually going into higher and higher fields of humanity. This is how I see it. Well, and everything I see and say is because I've seen it actually with this, what is 50, 60,000 people I've worked with in, on an individual basis. So what I say is all from experience. I know, I tell my grandchildren, they say, yeah, we know, you know. <laughs> so but experience is something that you learn from. And this is something, if you have a bad experience out there, look at it as a lesson, as something you were taught, and be grateful for that experience. When my first husband died, I was so upset. I mean, I hated everyone, including God. Not hated, I just was angry with everyone, including God. And I just had this thing that I had to get over it, have to move forward. And afterwards, I was grateful for the experience because it taught me a lot. Then my husband, my second husband died. And you know, I was young. How could those things happen to me? And it really almost killed me. It was, it was awful. Now I look back at those experiences as, wow, I'm rich. You know, look at those things that happened to me. That's, you know, incredible. What an experience, what I had to go through. Oh, my God, I got through it. You know, that's the whole thing. How how the many different ways you find to get over grief and sorrow when you are down. I don't want more of it, please. I don't, because you learn enough, I feel, for, for one lifetime in those experiences. So, but we have. So, what, who were you? You could have been a man or a woman. Many times, 
I see those who come to me in, for instance, Sweden. And this is very amazing. And that is why Swedes are kind of a calm people. Because Swedes very often in a previous lifetime have lived like in situations where they had to step back or they died in ceremonies of some kind uh, where they were taken away their powers. They thought you can never take away powers. You know, everything out there has a power. What and I heard this because I have a capital chandeliers and beautiful gilded chandeliers. And they used to be in a chapel in France uh, hundreds of years ago. And they had a very certain energy. And what the priests, the Catholic priests used to do before a war, they would hide those precious things somewhere where so the intruders, usually Germans in those days in, in, in Europe, that they would hide them somewhere. But in case that they would be found, they took the energy away from these precious things. And when they found them again, they put the energy back in them because they didn't want to give those energies away to the enemy. So, you know, they knew a lot about energies in the old days. Nowadays, we just don't understand when I say God is energy. So, uh, but, and we are energy more than that. So we have lived before, every single one of us. And why don't we remember? Because our human memory sits in your brain. And what happens to your brain when you die? Well, it dies. It rots, you know, it burns up, it just disappears. But the energy of the memory of the consciousness that you had in the previous lifetime, that doesn't die. That stays in the atmosphere or wherever energy stays. And it returns. You pick up on that again. And I shall explain that a little bit more. I've explained it many, many times. But when you're born into this lifetime, you pick up on those many energies. You need not necessarily have lived that life whose life energy or memory you have picked up. You need not have lived it. And this is what makes sense to so many men particularly when I say that. Because they sit there and make the count. Oh, it doesn't work with the count. You know, so many people live then, so many people live now, and so on. Many people can pick up on the memory from one person. And I've proven that from my classes. I can have, when I say, let's now go back into a previous lifetime, and I guide them into the closest lifetime to them. And then Many people in that class could have been, you know, like Lincoln or Marie Antoinette very much. I mean, that's one of the most common memories, I think, because I'm mostly women in my class, and that comes up the most, most of all. So what I want to say, people want to know who they have been. It, and it has something to do with the way you feel today. And I usually do that in my, like, in my sessions. Sometimes it's like you don't want to 
show that memory of who you were. So it doesn't come up the first session, and then suddenly it pops up. And it could have been you were a person who, who did lots of not so good things in that lifetime, and it took a lot of time for your subconscious mind to kind of dig that out. But we have lived before. Very often. I'm not a psychic, you know, to tell you your future. I don't do that. That's actually quite easy because all you have to do is to read somebody's energy. So I don't do it. But when I find love, I hear that if you're 17 years old or 75 years old, everyone wants to know that. Everyone wants to have love. And will I find love? And I say, begin with you first. If you love you first, it's easier for you to find love out there. Have you noticed that sometimes that you run into the same type of people and it never works? And you wonder, why is that? Why do I run into the same problematic people all the time? And I'm saying because this is the way you have programmed you, and that is the energy that you're sending out, like a radio station. You're sending out those waves, and the ones who are similar to that wave you are sending out pick up on that, and they come to you. So that is why it's so important that you have to love yourself first. People are mean to others and vicious and, and lie and are, you know, not nice people. They actually usually hate themselves. Well, they don't think so because they're very much kind of selfish, you know, but If you're selfish, you actually hate yourself. If you love yourself, you love yourself unconditionally. I notice people who love themselves actually are very generous to other people. They give generously to other people. And they're nice to other people. Well, we all can have our bad moments, so don't judge yourself harshly for that. But love who you are. And what you love when you love you, you love your inner light. And who is the inner light again? That's the God flame within you. You see how it works. We are beings of the light. We were created in the image of God. And then I have this a lot. Well, shall I move from my city, you know? Why should I stay in this city? I'm not happy here. I felt bad about Sweden early on. I love Sweden. I love to go back to Sweden. I love Swedes, actually. But I didn't want to live there. And why not? Well, basically only because of the weather. (laughs) I thought the weather was so terrible. I couldn't get over this darkness. And now, do you know... When I go to Sweden, I like to go there in the fall into the dark season because that's the Swede in me. Swedes like that coziness, gloom for a little bit. And we light candles and we 
see friends or we stay by ourselves by the fire. You know, that's the way we are. And it feels very refreshing after the long, bright, light summer where you had daylight like all the time and everyone was having some kind of party. Then comes this dark season and I just love that. So that was why I left Sweden. Now, so we all have a certain reason. If you feel not happy about living in the place where you live right now, there's no reason for you to stay where you were born. It might be harder for you to to leave where you have lived for so long. But if you feel this is what you really want to do, and you know, if you don't take risks, you will never find any kind of reward. To get anywhere at all, you have to take a risk. A risk. So if you want to move, go ahead. Expect it might be harder. But if you say, oh, I need my work here, you can find work somewhere else. Think about everyone who has moved from country to country here. Think about America who has received people from all over the world, like forever. Now, under the previous president, it became a little bit complicated, but it's opening up again. But we can move from country to country. We can also move from city to city or from the country to the city or from the city to the country. Maybe that is a very nice move, to move from the city to the country and find life in a different way. I spent a lot of time in the country when I grew up and it changed me completely. It turned me into a more, how shall I say, open person, a more aware person a more understanding person because you're surrounded by nature and you see how things grow. You see the animals and you communicate with with nature in a different way. So if you feel unhappy about living in the big city and that you want to move to just a different part of the city or to another city, try maybe the countryside and see how that will work for you. Go and visit a few times first. But we don't have to stay in a place because you were born there. And I say that. We have the freedom. We have the free will. We have the possibility to choose much more than you realize. I see times we'll never get through all these 10 questions. (laughs) So we will continue with that another time, but um, we can continue here. And this with the ETs. Those are questions I get more. It's like people sometimes are embarrassed about asking. And most people, again, most uh, of, of the ones who write to me, and they do it more through emails than actually in person. It's not shameful in any way. Do you know why we were kind of told or brought up that it was like only a crazy thing to be interested in ET, meaning extraterrestrials? It was by the governments of countries. 
because they knew pretty well what was going on and has been going on on this planet historically. If you start to think at all about the age of this planet, it's like 4 billion years old. And how far have we come in our civilization? For how long have we lived? Well, a few thousand years. And we think this is everything. And we think the God we have worshipped is the only God of the whole universe. And it has to be, you know, it's just like dumb to, to live in that limitation. Of course, there is life out there. When I grew up, there were nine planets. Then they turned into eight because Pluto, they say, was not a planet. And then it went on. And suddenly, science started to move ahead really fast. They say 700 quantitillion, whatever they call it, planets out there. NASA, you know NASA, don't you? And they say that in our galaxies, there are over 100 billion planets. And we keep on updating our information. That's what they're saying. So what does that mean? We think that we are the only ones living here? Oh, come on. That's, that's really ridiculous. Of course there's life out there. Of course, I can tell you, I know a lot about this subject. And I'm not talking about it too much openly, but I can tell you an awful, awful lot. And I talked to someone here, a house guest the other day, and talked about certain bits of my knowledge about the extraterrestrials. And she was almost flipping over <laughs> because, as she knew it was true, of course, but there is so much knowledge. But it's not good for us because... If people start to know too much, they start to get fearful of what's going on out in, in our world because we have no control. We are basically so inferior to those extraterrestrials because they can see us, we cannot see them. And that's basically what this thing is. And things are happening all the time. So it's going on, but again, if you condition yourself with the light, you are okay. Somehow that works with extraterrestrials. You put yourself in the love and light energy, and it really keeps you safe from everything. Because many have asked, are there bad extraterrestrials? Are there good extraterrestrials? Well, exactly like here, what you see in our world, there is that. But most of them are good. But, you know, there is always a snake in paradise. It's the way it is. But what I'm saying is just take it in stride, be calm, and just know that this is an incredibly big universe. And the biggest universe you should worry about and think about is the universe within you. That is the universe that comes. So this was a little bit, you know, I get this a lot though. So I had to bring it up and if you didn't like the subject and feel it's not spiritual, you know, this is part, the extraterrestrial knowledge is 
of course, also spiritually. Because you will find out spirituality has nothing to do with religion. Spirituality is an extended knowledge that goes beyond the human limitations and also beyond the earthly limitations. It's a really big-time subject. So I think it's coming to the time we should do our... Uh, I have to ask, see if there's another question here that is quick. Uh, how do I find love? I did that. Will I, will I be all right? I don't give predictions of gloom and doom because I'm just looking for the other way. So that is something you can ask, but I'm always looking for the light and then there is always a possibility. I don't believe in negativity. I don't believe in the power of the darkness, so to speak. There is darkness out there. I don't believe in its power over the light. And um, how do I how do I find peace? Well, peace you find again, and I have this a lot when people are upset and they're worried and they have money problems and they have health problems. They want to have peace. They find that peace is what they need the most. And peace is something that you create with the power of the light. You throw out all darkness. Don't in any way accept the darkness. Because darkness is is just something that you should never keep in your mind or in your memory or in your thoughts or in your talk. Always look for the bright light in your life. That is how you find peace. And use good words always. And find people who give you love and light. People who are peaceful. Don't surround yourself or don't go to those people who give you bad news. No. You want to be with people who are happy and who shine. Do you know, and I want to end this talk before the meditation with this. You write your own history. You are the one to write your history. Not your partner, not your brother or sister or mother or father or office personnel. You write your own history. And you can make your history a good piece of reading afterwards. Or you can make that history absolutely full of gloom and doom. I know that. I haven't had an easy life. I had to go through a lot of struggle. However, it worked. Because I decided it's up to me what's going to be. So I was happy about things. Some people, of course, never like it when someone is happy or laugh about things. But it's better for you. So you write your own history. And now you take a deep breath and you know that within you there is this power called I am the light. 
And you'll go deeper and deeper and deeper into your spiritual self, into your being. And this being, who you are, is love and light. And now, at this moment, this is what you accept. I am a spiritual being. Now you take a deep breath, relaxed breath, and relax your body, your shoulders, your arms, your legs and your feet. And should a thought enter your mind that doesn't belong to this moment, you throw it out right now. And now you're suddenly finding yourself in a beautiful garden. It's daytime. It's a beautiful, sunny, warm day. And you feel so much at ease with your moment, with you. And your whole body is so completely, completely relaxed. Yes. Within you, you have that power that shines. You feel it. It's in you. And you get more and more and more relaxed. And suddenly, in your body, with all the beautiful plants and flowers and flowering trees, You suddenly see big, big steps leading up and up and up. And as you begin to walk up these steps, you see that way up above you, there is a pyramid. The big, big, big wall of a pyramid is kind of facing you. And you get excited because you haven't seen this kind of pyramid before. And you run up the stairs and you feel filled of joy. You are filled with that joy. And now stand before the wall of the pyramid. And you knock. This solid stone wall. And suddenly, the whole pyramid is turning into a big, big light. And to your amazement, you feel so content seeing this big light. And you take two steps further. And suddenly, You are in the middle of this glowing light. And brushing off here and there all over your body, cleansing you from all darkness. Yes, within you, you feel the darkness is going away. And more and more of that light is going in through your pores.
core and filling all your cells with that shiny, sparkling light. You take a deep breath. How oh, you love this light. The light is shining so strongly all over you and all around you. Yes, within you, you have now the power of the light and you now wish for a good wish in your life. You fill your heart with that wish and it's getting stronger and stronger and now it goes into your thoughts and you are all absorbed with the good wish and the light. Suddenly, you just send this big wish up into the universe and ask universe to help you fulfill this wish. At this moment, you and the light are in strong, strong oneness. And you take a deep breath and lean back and whisper to yourself, I am one with the light. I am in the oneness. You and I are one. And this who I really am. Yes, I know now I was created in the image of the light. And this is who you now are. You feel more and more and more connected with the light. You are a spiritual being. And you feel more and more connected now. And powerful beyond measure. You know that you now are going to make all your thoughts positive thoughts, loving thoughts. I am a shining light. And you take a deep breath. And on this note now, that you are in the light, inside and outside of yourself. And when I count to seven, you are out of this light and back into your normal life. Number one, and you feel safe now. Number two. Number three, you allow the light to shine and you love the light. One, two, three, four, five, six. And now number seven, you open your eyes again. You stretch your arms and stretch your neck and shoulders and take a deep breath. I am shining.
This is who you are. And I am Helena Steiner Holstein. You can reach me at bodysoulconnection.com or email drhelenainfo at yahoo.com. drhelenainfo, short for information, at yahoo.com. Again, bodysoulconnection.com. And if you heard music in the background, that's Stephen Halpern's beautiful music at innerpeacemusic.com. Thank you so much for being with me today. And i see you next week. Be back with me again. Thank you so very much for being with me. Bye-bye.